Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello and welcome to OK-ish. I hope you're all having a great Wednesday. Thanks so much for being here with me. Today I have a special guest on and I'm so excited. I just told it I just told her before we started recording that I binged her YouTube channel this weekend. So her name is Kia and of Kia's World. Find her on YouTube. Kia is a YouTuber who talks about toxic self-help online scams. She's anti-MLM and toxic positivity. And since we talk a lot on this show about toxic positivity and self-help and Kia doesn't know me, but I really, really don't like the term self-care. I have some very strong negative words to say about that term. And that's a lot of what this podcast is about, right? Like teaching people like it's okay to just be okay-ish and like what is real mental health terms versus what is like psychobabble going on. And so we're so glad to have you here to talk about all of it. So welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. And thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like I'm talking to somebody famous, you guys. Since I did <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way because I listened to your podcast today on my way to my therapy session. And I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. So first of all, I know your YouTube channel is fairly new. So tell me like how you got started because you're not a therapist and you're not in the therapy world in terms of a profession. So like, tell me how nope. you got started with this. So I've been into video production since I was in high school. So that's kind of my way into YouTube specifically. So I had some production knowledge going into this, but I've always done you know, video projects and things about positive things for the most part. It's kind of ironic because I got involved. Do you know who Steve Hartman is? He's a CBS reporter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's this guy. He was all about positivity, sharing kindness, doing those types of stories. And he was like my hero. So I actually got involved. I went to school for journalism, broadcast journalism. I worked in the industry and in TV and newspaper. But And I always gravitated towards those types of stories where it's like, find the silver lining, always look for the good stories, the nice ones, forget about the murder. I don't want to talk about that. I want to do just the good stuff. But after a while, I found out that I just, I don't know, I felt like I was missing something. I wasn't getting the, the full, it wasn't real anymore to me. It just seemed like, I don't know, there were so many other things that were going on that I wanted to talk about that in my personal life were affecting me, but I felt like I didn't have a way to express it through my work. So after being laid off from a media company right before the pandemic, I decided like, okay, this is my chance to try to kind of figure some of my stuff out and, and use video in a way that is a little bit more to me as a person. Because I've often found myself being very negative, like in my own life, and then being kind of like on screen positive and like, let's watch this amazing story about this amazing person. And it just seemed like those two worlds were not colliding. And then once I decided to finally like 
dip my toe, with, which is what Kia's world is, dipping my toe into that world and being a little bit more honest and, and talking about toxic positivity and, and ne- more negative things, I feel much more centered that my two sides of myself are more aligned. That's incredible. And that's like amazing that you were able to realize that because people say to me all the time, I'm a really positive person. I'm happy. I'm in a good mood most of the time. And so people will say to me like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said you hate (laughs) self-care. Like you must do it all the time because you're positive. And I'm like, no. like the Mm -hmm. And so finding like kind of the alignment of like, I'm all about being kind. I'm all about spreading kindness and love and, you know, all of those things. But also that's not, you know, a cure for mental health or, you know, any of that. (laughs) I think you need to feel it all and realize that it all exists and it makes you feel better when someone else, you know, in your one of your episodes, you talked about how sometimes commiserating with other people can can lead to you know, getting to be too much. I think that there's something there that shows, you know, when you find someone that kind of shares your misery, there is a companionship there. And I think that's like a natural thing. It's like, yeah, misery likes company because who wants to be miserable alone? (laughs) I think we just want community. So, you know, I know I can get, and I I do catch myself sometimes, even in the editing process of the videos, I can go a little bit too far and too, you know, negative. And I try to cut those out as much as possible and stick to the facts of the matter or the really egregious parts and kind of let the nitpicking go. It's taking me some time to get there and I'm continuing to learn that, but yeah, it's definitely a balancing act of deciding like, okay, when is it too much? And when am I just like, not bullying, but like almost putting these people down too far. So that's been kind of my That's journey. part of what I love about your YouTube channel. So for those of you listening, Kia's World on YouTube, she talks a lot about some some pretty well-known influencer type people who are all about toxic positivity, who focus on, you know, live, laugh, love kind of bullshit. And that is, that is a very, very broad way to say that. But it's true. One thing I love about your channel is that you're very pragmatic. Like I, I can relate to you. We all get caught up too in the negative and I want to be real. I want to educate people about feeling your feelings and toxic positivity while still saying that, you know, being positive is a good thing. Like we like that. (laughs) And so finding that middle ground is, is sometimes hard to do. Yes, exactly. And it's funny that you say live, laugh, love, because I'm, I'm working on a video. It's going to probably be in the future because it's kind of more personal mixed with some pragmatic stuff, but live, laugh, life coach. Cause I feel like that just kind of is what that whole industry is. It's like, you're not quite in therapy, but you're, you're, you're getting like this toxic positivity advice and it borders on mental health care, but that's not what it is. And so I think there's a lot to say about, about that whole thing. It's like, you know, people who, who want to give you mental health advice or along those lines of emotions and how to handle and regulate, but then they're not qualified in any sort of schooling way. So that's where I get like, mm. So I did an episode, and now I'm forgetting what t- the title of the episode, but where I talked about life coaches. And it was when oh, I- have to watch it or listen. Well, it was, when, it was early on in me starting this podcast. And so I've gotten a little bit more- 
open as I've gotten more comfortable with the podcast. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I was a little like, I want I want to make sure I was politically correct and not offending everyone. But like sure. as a therapist, when someone says the word life coach to me, like <laughs> I'm you guys can't see me right now, but I'm like cringing. Like it is just like so cringy. Because like yeah. I actually was scrolling through Instagram the other day and this ad popped up that said become a life coach for $7. So for $7, <laughs> these people are getting some type of quote-unquote training or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm over here with like seven years of school and extensive continuing education and like extensive therapy of my own to work on my own stuff and mm-hmm. all of this. And they're like, no, like I can help you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You could become a life coach for $0, really. I mean, you can change it on your bio and say, I am a life coach and there's nobody that can tell you not to. And that to me is so concerning because you know, if life coaching was strictly goal planning and accountability for a career or something, great. But the majority of the ones I've experienced in my own personal life or on Instagram, it's been more hey, do you have trauma? Hey, let's do, you know, this sort of pseudoscientific, you know, Reiki or whatever. And there's a place for that. But I don't think that, oh, I have a life coach, aka now I'm handling my trauma from my childhood is is the same and should not be considered the same. And I was a victim of that. And that's why I know, or I can speak about my own experience. Because sometimes I think a lot of people who gravitate towards life coaching, they really need therapy, but they're afraid to admit it or they're afraid to say that there's something maybe wrong. And so you go, life coaching is more socially acceptable. It's cheaper. You know, it's like a friend that I've known or someone that, you know, that lives in my area that I can like go to her house and hang out. It doesn't seem like I'm in an office, but it doesn't help long term. And it took me like a year to figure that out and go, oh man, I really need to get into therapy because... It's not working. Like something's wrong. Well, what scares me the most, and so, and I agree with you. I don't think there's anything wrong with like career coaching or like nutrition mm-hmm. coaching or like very specific goals. And I don't know enough about it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But when talking about like mental health coaching, quote unquote, yeah. life coaching, tra- as someone like extensively trained in trauma, I still don't know everything there is to know. I have so much to learn. Sure. It is so easy to re-traumatize people. And like Mm -hmm. one of the things that's talked about in any therapy, anything is like how to not re-traumatize someone, how to recognize if you're like accidentally re-traumatizing someone because we probably all do it and like how to Mm -hmm. deal with that. And that's just a really, really scary thing. And so to think that there are people out there like not even thinking about that and then it's just perpetuating perpetuating trauma, which is – terrifying. Yeah. And I don't think necessarily if you are a life coach that you mean to do harm. I think most people want to be positive and want to help and think they are helping, but because you don't have the skills, you don't, you're not able to know, oh, what does re-traumatizing look like? What does it sound like? Mm -hmm. What am I actually going, you know, what am I doing to this person psychologically? And I think that's the missing piece. And I wish that there was something either governmental or something in the industry that was clear cut that shows people. Cause I don't think most people, I know people who are, you know, my age, I'm 30 that don't know the difference between psychology and psychiatry. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like a pretty like simple distinction, but a lot of people don't know how are they supposed to know 
between life coach and and psychotherapist or life coach and you know a uh, marriage and family counselor like it's not quite clear for a lot of people and i think that we assume maybe that everyone kind of just knows but i don't think so cuz people will show up to a psychiatry appointment expecting to have a conversation and they're like nope here's some you know so often take 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 it and let me know how it goes and they're shocked they're like, I, I thought I was going to have like time to talk about my trauma. And it's just, it's just a lack of kind of the basics. And I don't know what, or what that looks like for that problem to be fixed, but I wish that there was some group and there might be that's working on those things to help educate and, and kind of get people who may need therapy. I think, I think everyone needs it, honestly. <laughs> that's I have a big problem yes. of that. And I agree. I think that there are wonderful, wonderful intentions most of the time. Um, behind like life coaching or any type of coaching. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the reasons I started this podcast is, like I said, there's so much like pseudoscience, so much psychobabble, so many trends that I'm like, okay, let's talk about what this actually means. And I think that like when talking about mental health and like destigmatizing mental health, two people recently said to me, <laughs> like, I think we've gone too far with destigmatizing because mm. now we're at this point where people are like, oh my gosh, we're just all depressed. We're all crazy. And you have this and you have this. And let's just all like sit here and be depressed and like read positive quotes. And it's like, like, and one thing I like to talk about on here are things like, guess what? Bipolar disorder is really, really treatable and schizophrenia is really treatable. So like if those are treatable, depression is treatable, anxiety is treatable, all of that. And so I guess now I'm kind of going on this rant, but what I want to ask you is with your um, YouTube channel, like what would you like to see in terms of like destigmatizing mental health in like a, a healthy way without going too far to one end of the spectrum or the other? I, I totally agree with what you said that it's becoming almost too much destigmatized. And I mean it in the way that the way I see it is that a lot of people who think of people who need mental health care, so actually going to a facility or, or you know, outpatient or inpatient, either one, a lot of people can now understand like that's great for you. It's almost like supporting LGBTQ rights. Like that's great, but I'm not a part of that group. Like a lot of people think about it like that. And I almost think that's the wrong way to think about mental health care. I think it should be more like going to a personal trainer. I don't have any stigmatized thoughts about someone going to a trainer if they're larger or they're smaller or whatever. It's like, yeah, I understand why you'd want someone to help you go through, you know, the gym or whatever. I don't think there's any stigmatizing thing about it. And I think that's how it should be for mental health care. I think now we're kind of getting into the thing. It's like, yeah, I understand it. Yes, there's severe cases. That's for other people, but I'm not really that type or I don't have a, I don't have, you know, schizophrenia. So therefore therapy doesn't work for me or that's too extreme. And it's like, for me, it's like, yeah, there's different levels, but everyone could benefit from talking to someone about their feelings or figuring out if they have depression or if they're just having an off month because something happened at work. Like it's good to kind of talk to somebody and figure out like where you are in the spectrum. And just because you walk in the door to a therapist doesn't mean that they're automatically going to say, oh yes, you have severe generalized anxiety. Maybe, but maybe not. It doesn't mean that you're going to be you know, stuck in like, oh, a, a stigmatized label for the rest of your life. So, and I think some of it too comes with my actions now can be defined by the diagnosis that I may or may mm-hmm. not receive. So 
One, I don't know if you're familiar with who Trisha Paytas is. She's no. like an online YouTuber. She's like not like YouTube, like kind of what we're talking about, but she just does like vlogs. And so she's got, you know, she's said that she's got a lot of, you know, diagnosed things, I think dissociative and a bunch of other labels. And she talks about it all the time, but she'll get involved in online scandals that really make her look bad, but she'll say, well, I have the illness, so no one can blame me. It's like, mm, just because you have a mental health problem doesn't mean that there's no responsibility ever now coming your way. And I think that's kind of the line that we're drawing right now. It's like, well, just because you're depressed, does that mean that you can never make a mistake or can you still be held accountable for your actions? It's a hard conversation. I don't know the answer. I just, you know, I think I there's either. something there. <laughs> but it is. It is. I feel like we, like as a society, are flip-flopping that line. So for example, I teach at a local university. I teach in the psychology department. And I have a lot of students who identify with pretty bad anxiety. And I mean, mm -hmm. I can't blame them. I like, I can't imagine going to college like during COVID and all this nonsense. Sure. But so many students, you know, they know that I'm a therapist. They know that I just adjunct. And they'll say to me like, oh, I thought you would understand that like I couldn't come to class because I was too anxious. And I'm like, no, what I understand mm. is that like avoiding things because you're anxious makes anxiety worse. And like that's actually yeah. like one of the unhealthy ways to deal with anxiety. And so I feel like we – I feel like some people try to – who maybe don't understand are like trying to help like, oh, you, you have anxiety. Okay. You can go do this or you don't have to come to class or you don't have to do this when it's like, actually, that's not helping the anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's making it worse in that way. Yeah. And so I think like going back and forth on that line too is, is really scary. And I also think another thing with how we're destigmatizing it right now is mental health terms have become so, so part of like our regular vernacular. Mm -hmm. And I – that also is another thing that makes me cringe because <laughs> like having a mood swing – I mean, you know, having a mood swing is not bipolar disorder. All my listeners know I've said that a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> like please don't use that. Somebody being distracted doesn't mean they have ADD. Somebody being organized doesn't mean they have OCD. Like mm -hmm. all of that that I feel like now it's like getting really – it's getting scary. Somebody was telling me that they had someone tell them like, oh, I think you have ADHD. Like I saw this TikTok <laughs> that had these symptoms of ADHD and I think you have it. And it's like, no. Yeah. Like maybe, no. maybe you do. Who knows? Yeah, if you look at WebMD. Yeah. Right. You, you have, have that or it could be a thousand other things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, my dad has severe bipolar disorder. He's had it since he was 16 diagnosed. And I can tell you as a daughter of someone, who, you know, my very close relative, my dad it's yeah when people say that like oh i just flip-flop on my ideas so therefore i bipolar i'm like no you don't nope. <laughs> my dad's got bipolar and you don't want to be around when there's actually a flip-flopping of emotions because it is so severe and yes you can take medication but there is like a lot of unknown you know things that happen when you have a severe case of it so i don't get annoyed i just I think then people don't understand unless you know someone that has it actually, you lose out on an understanding of what the disorder actually is. You know, when yeah, Absolutely. like you said, yeah, when you said like OCD, that's a big one too. It's like, yeah, I like things organized. I have OCD. It's like, do you really think you have it? Or are you just saying it as like a colloquial thing? And I don't know sometimes, like, do they really believe that they have that because they're tidy? Or is it just kind of like pop culture? I know I'm joking when I say it, but you know, I don't, I don't know. 
I, I, I'm torn because I'm glad that we're all kind of more accepting, but yes, I don't think we're even accepting the right thing. Like if someone <laughs> actually has OCD, they're, they're not going to maybe be accepted by society because they have, you know, they have to touch the door seven times to leave and they're going to be like, well, what's that about? And they're going to feel personally victimized by it, but it's like, but they can accept if you're tidy, if that makes sense. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of things that go on with mental health and it makes us not maybe like the best partners or the best, you know, person to be friends with. But that's the part we need to accept that like sometimes the mental illness part maybe gets in the way of being a perfect person. But can you come and cope to understand that? Does that make any sense? I know I run out like a weird tangent. Absolutely. Okay. I think, no, that wasn't a weird tangent. That was like beautifully sad, I think. Well, thank you. <laughs> so I, so, okay. I didn't, t- I didn't, prep you that I was going to ask you this question. So I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. What do you think about people on Instagram, on TikTok, who their intention is to try to educate people and they want to educate people, but then people, you know, there's a lot that happens between, you know, somebody else's ears or somebody else's mouth and someone's ears. So like people are just like, hearing it the wrong way and understanding it the wrong way, or maybe they're not getting the whole story. The mm-hmm. The example that I'm thinking of right now is with the term gaslighting. I have serious issues with the term gaslighting because I think that people primarily on TikTok are trying to educate people. This is what gaslighting is. It's not okay. It's abuse, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But then the other side of it, everyone's like, you're gaslighting me and you're gaslighting me and you're <laughs> gaslighting me. And it's like, whoa, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to kind of hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So for me, again, like you said, it's good that people are using the terms they're talking about them, but yeah, it does get lost in, in the translation of what does it actually mean? And I think a lot of times when it comes to that word specifically, that people think it's like things I don't want to hear about myself or something that I don't like, or something that their perspective is this. And my perspective is that therefore their perspective is gaslighting. And it's like, I don't know the exact term for, you know, the medical DMS five or whatever gaslighting no. uh, definition is. There is none. It's a, Interesting. it's just a word. Yeah. It's just, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, from what I know, the original term comes from a book or something where the woman, mm-hmm. her husband was, was like turning on and off the gas lights in their town and telling her like, Oh no, they weren't on last night, but he was the one turning them on. So she thinks she's going crazy. So if someone's trying to make you go crazy by moving around your furniture and saying, no, I didn't move that around. Yeah. Maybe that is true gaslighting. But if someone's saying like, yeah, I don't think you should be posting that on the internet. That doesn't seem appropriate. That's not gaslighting. That's an opinion. I mean, a lot of people have forgotten what opinions mean because people on my YouTube channel will say, oh my God, you're not positive and you're just spreading hate. I'm like, when, when, when did spreading hate like become me giving my opinion about a topic or about someone who's being publicly putting themselves out there as a coach, leader, host, you know, all the things that I think come with scrutiny. When did that become spreading hate? I mean, I, I think I'm, you know, there's lots of things I could say that I think could perpetuate it into being hateful, but I cut that out because I feel like it's not appropriate for the medium and it has nothing to do with the content. So I don't know. I think I try to really like keep it unhateful, but people will say like, you didn't agree with my point. You're spreading hate. It's like, okay. 
I think I think you're very appropriate. After binging you, I was like very. <laughs> impre- I was like trying to take notes, you guys, for you guys listening. I was literally trying to take notes about like, oh, how can I say this in like a really positive, nice way? Like Kia is. So Aww. I don't think you are. I do think that with all these like quote unquote labels. Again, we're trying to educate people on all of this stuff, but with these labels, we are, I think, forgetting how to like healthily disagree with each other. When someone disagreeing with you, you don't have to say they're spreading hate or gaslighting or or this mm-hmm. or not empowering, whatever it may be. It's just maybe you're in a disagreement and that's kind of what happens as human beings. You yeah. Know? It's not always abuse. Like there's a line where it's like, okay, you know, someone's mistreating me versus abuse, but how, like, where does that line cross for you? I don't know. It's what severity is it for you versus someone else who's to say, but I think with access to TikTok and to Instagram and all these things, like algorithm is, is knowing you better than you know yourself. And I think it's processing it in a way that's showing you the stuff that you, you'll identify with, but then that's your worldview now. You think everyone thinks that. So if someone from your office who is not on the same algorithm as you says something, you think like, well, everyone in my world says that's abuse. So I'm going to call you out on it. And then now we have this like real world versus Instagram world that we're fighting against. <laughs> And it's scary. I think TikTok, I love TikTok, but I also see that it could be dangerous because the way I think is it's showing me what other people think that are like me. But what about the whole world that doesn't think like me? And I get a little too comfortable sometimes thinking like, oh yeah, things are going well. The world is, you know, really smart and they're all kind of understanding what I understand. But then I watch, you know, Fox News for five minutes. And I'm like, oh, oh no, like what, what did this happen? Wait, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. So technology is great, but you know, it has its limits. And I think that's the whole point of everything is finding the place where we can balance and still live together. And I'm afraid that we're like tilting the other side where it's getting to the point where we're not going to be able to stand each other anymore, at least in America. I mean, it's getting rough over here. It is. It is rough over here. Anyone want to come save us? Um, I I agree. I think that all of us recognizing when we hear things, because as I was mentioning a few minutes ago, you know, the people on TikTok or Instagram or wherever trying to say, this is what gaslighting is. You might be being gaslit, like all of that. They have good intentions, right? There's a lot of life coaches out there with really good intentions, but having the awareness that this isn't the full story and this is a very, very specific worldview. It doesn't mean that it, you know, can be like applied to to all worldviews. Mm-hmm. And I think exactly. that, that kind of mental flexibility we're, we're kind of getting away from a little bit. It's nuance. I mean, you can't have nuance in 60 seconds. You can't. You can't explain all these things. And a good example of this, I was at, so I do video production. I think I mentioned that in the beginning, but I've done it for clients. And one of my clients is involved in public speaking. And so I was, I was not at the event for myself, but I was there witnessing it because I was part of the production. And there's a guy and he was talking about how he overcame his divorce. And he was talking about the story. And obviously his perspective is that, you know, he, he was wronged by his ex-wife and she's horrible and all these things. And I was wondering, I was like, I wonder what his wife thinks about this, his ex-wife, you know, the story was told in such a way as a motivational thing for men. Like, don't let your ex-wife, you know, basically take over and don't let you see your kids. But he's described a couple stories where I'm like, sounds like she did the right thing. He's like, I just tried to see my kids when I wanted to. It's like, yeah, but you know, there's a, there's a custody schedule on 
purpose. And so it's just like, but if you're not thinking, if you're just watching this guy on stage and he's proposing that he is a leader in this space and who knows what the credentials for that is, you know, leader in what, like being a man, I don't, what does that mean? You know? And it's like, but he's on a stage. So mentally I'm thinking like, oh, he's an authority. He's speaking with confidence. And so, you know, maybe I could see through it. Maybe the guy next to me, who could see through it, but maybe three of the people there don't. And now their worldview is like, oh, like, you know, my, my ex-wife did screw me over. And like, you know, there's so many ways to, to, to misinterpret the whole picture. And it's like, until you actually do the research, which, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can't. I, in that moment, how am I gonna look him up? You know, like, I don't know, I'm just taking his word for it. But I think now that everyone can be an expert, right. everyone has access to the same platform and the same, you know, like audience size, which is everyone in the world potentially, it's hard to determine like, okay, who's telling the truth and who's not. And it really comes down to who's more confident. And that does not always mean that you are correct. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.